92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble and dust Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Wednesday. Got what you wanted last night, whatever it was. Uh, John Martin got what he wanted last night. Uh, as was he awake for? It? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I because uh, I was not. I bet he wasn't awake. I I read it. I got up at five in the morning. Uh, didn't mean to. Just that's the way it worked out. And Diane Rossini, I saw had had tweeted it out. And it was something like, in case you missed it while you were sleeping. Um, but yes, uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have made a change. I'm sure if you're tuned into the world of sports, you know that by now. Josh McDaniels fired. Dave Ziegler, the GM, fired. And uh, that makes it one very happy day for John Martin. And by happy coincidence, uh, it is Wednesday and John Martin joins us. And so we will get his jubilant reaction. <laughs> Uh, to the firing of the uh, of the Raiders, this is air quotes here. Brain trust, uh, and um, we'll do that in the next segment. Chris Harrington, of course, straight up at ten o'clock, and then also uh, the timing worked out brilliantly. Sam Hardiman, who joins us every Wednesday, uh, has an exclusive at the Daily Memphian about the funding um, for. Liberty Park and how basically it does not appear. I'm a rube, but I don't have his sophisticated uh, understanding of how municipal uh, financing works. But Liberty Park and particularly the Sports and Entertainment Center, whatever it's called. What's it called? What the hell is that thing called? It's called the... I thought it was the Memphis... Sports and Event Center. Yeah, I knew there was an E, Sports and Events Center. Anyway, uh, city built it. City now owes money uh, for the construction bonds that they issued to build it, and they're supposed to be paid for by tax increment financing. Essentially, if you got $10, we'll say, from from this area, <coughs> this TDZ zone, Zone of if you got ten dollars um, back when this began, 
uh, and now you get $13, the city gets to, because of the ad- additional, boy, I'm really blowing this, <laughs> because of the, the additional economic activity, you're now getting $13. You get to take that $3 and spend it on your project. Additional revenue. Additional revenue. If you get some additional revenue because of the activity, you now get to take the tax money on that additional revenue, and you can use that to pay back the bonds. According to Sam, according to the documents he has uh, unearthed, doesn't seem like there must there might be enough additional revenue to pay for those bonds, which means the city city may be on the hook um, itself out of general funds. Uh, we'll talk to Sam. He will do a dramatically better job than I just did at explaining this. It's his story, not mine. And um, and I'll also ask him how all this intersects with the stadium funding debate, uh, what it means for the stadium funding debate, which was a hot topic a while ago, and it's has cooled off. So that's the lineup. A very jubilant John Martin coming up next, um, then Chris Harrington, and then Sam Hardiman to clean up the mess that I just made. Uh, so that is uh, the lineup for today. I was thinking, I was thinking of the happiness uh, among. Raiders fandom upon hearing the news that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were fired. And I was thinking about, you know, I, I, I think about fandom as, as, you know, a phenomenon and one that has its highs and lows. And we talk about that a lot, whether it's fundamentally a, a gift and gives you uh, wonderful, more wonderful moments and, or whether it's a curse and, and, and uh, creates, gloom and doom in your life and whatever. And there are moments along the way that create happiness and unhappiness and whatever else, hope. One of the underrated moments, great moments of being a fan, is when a management group that you despise is fired. Correct. Whether it's a coach, like we, we don't, I don't know that we talk enough about this. Is how happy it is. Some of it's just sheer you know, vindictiveness. I hate this person. They've ruined this thing I love. And I'm just happy their ass is fired. So you just sound like Tyler from Spartanburg. Right. Some of it's that. And then some of it is just like hope for a new direction. Sure. You, 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 you don't believe in this group anymore. You've lost the faith. Hope for a new direction, that something better will be coming. And you needed, in order uh, to move in a new direction, you needed to get rid of the old direction. Right? Yep. So I was thinking about Memphis firings, Memphis management changes, Memphis sports in the world of sports. And I was trying to figure out which ones were really like happy and which ones were like there have been some painful ones. Like the the when Hubie left, mm-hmm. like people loved Hubie. Yeah. And that was such a it was it, it, it was such a moment that was filled with angst and sadness and 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 let's be honest you know no one really loves mike fratello was it mike fratello yep. followed hubie no one the really loves the czar no one really loves mike fratello right he wasn't a warm and cuddly guy he actually was pretty successful but the hubie firing was not a happy one the tommy west firing although i think people were ready for him to go he clearly had had some really happy moments with the program taking him to the bowl game in new orleans taking him to the bowl game in in Detroit. Beating Eli Manning. And yeah, and then beating Eli Manning, the D'Angelo years. Yeah. And then the the passion that he had for the program that was revealed in that just 
bizarre. Too painful. It's painful. Exit press conference. Um, listen, I, I think people related to that because I think most of us knew that although Tommy at that point wasn't getting the job done any longer, that there were bigger issues at the program that he was victimized by. Yes. And I'd been writing it and he'd been saying it and and he said it again. And so that wasn't like a, a happy, certainly the Larry Finch, which was the first firing that I um, reported on because it happened I arrived in January of 96, and he was fired in 96 or early 97, the next season. He finished out that season, lost to Drexel, and then at the, at the you know, then, then towards the end of the next season, he was canned famously at, quote-unquote, at the hot dog stand, although that is an overblown story. Uh, His last season coaching was, was the 96-97 series. And so the nine, and I think he was, the, 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 he, he was, Fired in '97. Um, yes, yeah, spring of '97. Yes, yeah, spring of '97. That there was nothing fun about that. People loved Larry. It created all kinds of acrimony and uh, and ill will, and that um, it took a while to to be cleared up. So, if you turn to the really happy ones, I think the one that was the happiest, the single firing that produced. The greatest, A, delight that the person was gone, and B, expectation for what was to come, Tubby. You got what you got. You got like, like when Tick, no one was sad when Tick Price left because he was not good and it, he went out in a scandal yeah. and that was tumultuous and he wasn't even really fired. Even just, when, like, Larry, when Larry Porter was fired, it wasn't necessarily like. We didn't yes, know any better days were ahead. Correct, exactly. When you fired Tubby, you knew it was because Penny was coming in. Yeah. It was there. There wasn't any separation between those two bits of news. When you fired Larry Porter, and everyone was ready for Larry, was ready for Larry Porter to go. Let's be honest; they were ready for Rip Shear to go. Yeah. They were ready for Josh Pastner to go, right? Yes, I totally agree. Clearly, but like jo- the problem with saying like Josh was found a new gig, but yeah, like he wasn't, yeah, but wasn't I'm, technically, I'm, I'm but putting yes. it under the category of forced out, whatever. Else. Yes, the end of the era. There, um, people were happy with that. Now. At that point, we didn't know it was Tubby. There would have been much less happiness if if we had known that it was that it was Tubby that was to come. I also think that coaching search was bungled big and, time. And people people liked Josh. There wasn't, you know, they were ready for him to go. There's no question. But there wasn't some, you know, dancing in the street jubilation when he was gone. Yes, Whereas, agreed. and then even Rip. Nice guy, beat Tennessee. Like I, I, I have never. I'm trying to think. Have I really been happy for any of them? Like Ivoroni was terrible, right? He was just terrible. So, but I perfectly nice guy. I don't like. I didn't. I don't actually. I've said this before. Occasionally, occasionally, even now, Memphis will have the uh, a. a We'll be losing to Boise State. We'll be in the process of of looking like they're going to blow a lead to North Texas, and someone will tweet at me, and they'll say, is it time to write that column, meaning fire the coach column? And two things about that. One is I'm out of the business of writing fire the coach columns. That's not my my department anymore now that I I write mostly about things other than sports. And and secondly, I'm glad of it because those aren't ever fun columns to write anyway. I tend to write them – 
after it that, that's already totally clear that that person is going to be gone. Maybe an exception was when I wrote that R.C. Johnson should be fired um, during the Larry Porter era. I laid it at the feet of R.C. Johnson. Um, and I guess there was some happiness when R.C. left. Some... But don't you think that don't you think the Tubby one is easily the the clearest case of jubilation? And even then, like I don't think think people think Tubby was a bad guy. It wasn't, and and also it wasn't necessarily a celebration of you know like ding dong the witch is dead. It was more of oh thank God Penny's here. Yeah, because it, it, there were it, it, there were still reasonable people that said the whole point with Tubby Smith is get him to year three next year's year three. It was not a loud, boisterous group, but I think there were reasonable people that thought that at the time. There were some people. I don't think they were reasonable. Uh, and um, I think they were reasonable. I think they might have also been misguided. Yeah. So um, there were some a few people who were standing up for Tubby, but he was so... It, you know, the problem, in addition to the fact that he didn't win at the high level or it was the, the, it was the money tournament factor. and the money, but it was also, he did not seem particularly emotionally invested in the job, right? And I think that that is a, um, that that's sort of a, if you feel like you care about the program more than the coach cares about the program, um, uh, yeah, no, he just felt like a guy who was winding down. Anyway, um, I bring this up, of course, um, because... Uh, the Raiders uh, went ahead, pulled the plug, made the change, and there's jubilation in Las Vegas. This comes um, on the heels of a game that we didn't really talk about, which mm-hmm. was the Raiders-Lions game, get-right game for the Lions. They ran the ball well. They looked good. And it was Jameer, Gim- Jameer Gibbs' is, game. Yeah, it absolutely was. And, um, and the Raiders looked woefully inept. And Devontae Adams was furious and throwing his helmet and uh, also dropping balls, which he seems to always forget. He about. also dropping balls. And so there you go. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler out um, nine and 16. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like on the face of it, there's lots of coaches, including Dan Campbell, like, like lots of coaches who have been worse. Dan Campbell still doesn't have a winning record, and he's won. I think I think he's seventeen right. and four. I Look, think in the last twenty one or something like that. He was not as good in his first two years as Josh McDaniels has been, just in terms of winning record at at, at the Raiders. Um, and and there, there's plenty of coaches. There's plenty of coaches who get more than two years, right? Who get you can flounder for two years. Hell, there's a head coach in San Francisco right now. You look at his record first two years in San Francisco. Josh McDaniels' record is worse. Uh, is better is better than that uh, in 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 the time that he spent in Las Vegas. I think there's the reason that they're canning him though is it's feels utterly hopeless and directionless, right? And I was reading a piece. He's uh, also not a likable guy. He's also not a likable guy. Um, but I was reading a piece over at ESPN about the original sin. Of Josh McDaniels. And it was when he took the job. You have to know what kind of, you have to self-scout the team. What does this team need? And that is a team that did, in fact, under the interim coach, get a squeak into the playoffs. Yes. With an incredible string of good fortune, right? Sure, but they, they, I mean, they, yeah. They were not a good team. 
And what he did was he doubled down on that team. Honestly, the Devontae Adams deal, right on top of it. Like, that was not a deal. Like, that is a – you need draft picks. You need young players. You need offensive linemen. You need – and to give up the picks that they gave up for the chance to pay him the money that they did. Then, by the way, they went right out and signed Chandler Jones for three years, $51 million. Like, they're like, we have a good team. We're going to make this a better team. And what he really should have recognized – was we have a mediocre team that got lucky and got into the playoffs and there has holes all over the place and we are not one or two players away. And by the way, if you do it like that, you buy yourself time with a slow build because then expectations aren't high as opposed to, my God, we just got Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. We are Super Bowl bound. Yeah, you got to college football it. You got you to sell it. You the, talk about this yes. all the time. Life is about expectations. Sell, you got to sell it. Jason Cole has made this point, friend of the program. You even more so have to do that because you were essentially taking John Gruden's team. And Jason's covered Gruden, knows Gruden well. What Gruden does for a team is largely makes them 8-8. Eight and eight. He puts a ton of veterans that will not make mistakes and whatnot. They're not going to beat right. the high end, but they're not going to bottom out. But to your point... He's coming in on the back half of that. Right. And so you've already got this aging, mediocre and they'd roster. Screwed up all these drafts Correct. under Gruden. And now yes. you've got to rebuild the foundation. And he did not do that. It is interesting. The single best thing they did, like the single, what is the biggest success of the Raiders? Well, Max Crosby, but they didn't pick Max Crosby, right? Like the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the success story uh, out there, but he wasn't their pick. Their best draft pick, Dylan Parham. D- yeah. Dylan Parham of the Memphis Tigers, like, is probably the best draft pick. Dylan uh, Fallstart Parham. Uh, that they uh, have made during the course of uh, their brief time uh, in Las Vegas. There's no sense at all of um, where they will go from here. Have you heard any names or any thoughts or whatever else? I think. I mean, I think thoroughly. a big problem they're going to have is that Mark Davis is broke. Like, he's cash broke. Right. And so I'm... It would seem to rule out Jim Harbaugh, for example. Correct. Right? It's why I don't buy Harbaugh to the Chargers, and I don't buy Harbaugh to the Raiders. Um, so that happened last night. That happened last night while you were sleeping. The other thing, uh, two other things happened last night. One is uh, Texas won its uh, World Series game. Injury issues. Max Scherzer gone. Yeah. Uh, Adolis Garcia out for the series. But... They win eleven to seven, up now three to one, and can finish them off tonight. Yeah, so, I've been very, I've been bullish on the playoffs. Call me uh, old guy yelling at clouds, whatever. I just don't like the idea of a World Series game being a bullpen game. Like, uh, right. we've really gotten away from like the core of baseball to where starting pitching is just like nothing. It does feel like we have gotten away like, from starting starting. Yeah, and I get it. Like I know I I'm not. You can legislate against it if you wish. I just I am, in general, I understand the optimization of sports. I do not think it makes sports more interesting to watch. In general, what we want to watch is great performances, right? Not like and, right by not indivi- like by heroic individuals. Correct. Right? We don't want to watch like man they played that coin flip really well. <laughs> right. like, like let's see like man what a hand of poker like we. Everything just becomes, 
and it's not even necessarily that it's truly smart. I think what it is more than anything is it's smart over the course of 162 games. Numbers and averages, like there's enough of a sample size that, right. that you understand that. But in the course of the playoffs, what it really is is it's an excuse so that that way if it doesn't go wrong, I have something to blame it on. I think it's part of the whole fourth down phenomenon that we're seeing. Because uh, you're just going with the numbers. Right. So, yeah, well, what do you want me to do? The numbers said go for it. Go for it. Uh, speaking of the fourth down phenomenon, the other thing that happened last night was the college football rankings were released. Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5. Uh, there's, your, there's, your, there's, your, there, there's your undefeateds at the top. Uh, and then Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, and yes, Ole Miss. Tennessee comes in at 17. Um, Tulane is 24, Air Force 25. Air Force doesn't have to lose in order for Tulane to uh, overtake Air Force. Tulane already ahead of Air Force. Uh, Jeffrey, who has the biggest right to be mad over what we saw last night? I think I'm going to say Florida State. I believe 100% Florida State. I would also listen to the argument for Washington since Washington, quote-unquote, has the single best win. Now, I also think that It you- is interesting. So if you are placing Ohio State over Georgia and Michigan because, all right, fine, we think Georgia's better and we think Michigan's better, but we have to go by accomplishment. We have to go by resume. And so we're going to put Ohio State over Georgia and Michigan because they have the resume. Why then doesn't the same logic elevate Florida State over Georgia and Michigan? They didn't just beat LSU. They beat them by double digits. LSU ranked 14th. They beat them by double digits. And they beat some other decent teams. They beat Duke. They beat Clemson. They're decent teams, right? But a much better win in LSU than anything that Georgia or Michigan have. And persuasively. So... They have never articulated it, and I guess to a certain degree, it's my interpretation of it. So, but since they've never come out and say it, I think what is clear what they do because when they start the rankings, they do start at one. They don't go twenty-five up. I think what they do is they clearly put tiers out there, and I think what they've decided is Ohio State and Georgia are in this tier. The next three teams are in another tier. We'll sort them out that way. They don't really say eye test wise one way or the other. Ohio State versus Georgia. So we make I, I, with a resume. All respect that if the, if that's true, that's stupid. Because what what goes into the tears? Like, are you saying? The, oh, the, clearly only, the tears. The clear the tears is clearly eye test, and I think that's why they don't want to ever come out and that's say just it. Stupid. Then, like you're saying, oh, we we only. And also, I don't think only, Ohio State passes the eye test. We only pay attention to resume once it. It becomes like a differentiating we've factor. We've already divided up. It's, so it's not actually the fundamental factor it's a different once we just willy-nilly based on what we see we put players things in tears I believe then their we term is Jeff, it's, a tool. it's a tool i mean the, the good news for florida state is um you control your destiny yeah if you win out you will uh be in and if you don't you won't it's simple like yeah. it's simple and if and you and two honestly, of the teams in front of you play each other so one of them's losing right and if you don't you shouldn't like if you don't yeah. win out you shouldn't be in and so, um, yeah, they, they, it's the same thing. No one can be too mad about Ohio State being one when Michigan's sitting right there and has a chance to beat Ohio State. Yeah. And so who cares? 
Um, I think Washington, you're right. They've got the easily the, the single best win. It was at home. Uh, it was close. It was at home over Oregon. And then the biggest problem that Washington has is yes, they have that great win, and I'm not taking away from, but they've looked like crap since. Right, and that has really I think I, I think that explains. I mean that there is eye test or whatever else. It's not just eye test. It's how are you playing? How are you playing or, according to data, score, whatever right. else you want to work? It's um, and so Washington's at five, but Washington same thing. Um, first of all, Washington's you know. That the teams ahead of them will lose, and uh, at least one of them. Yeah. At least one of those teams ahead of them will lose. So Washington also controls its own destiny. Does the way that it played out at the back half of the top ten have any particularly implications for interesting implications for what happens if someone stumbles that that you noted? Um, Alabama is still in a pretty good spot. Alabama, now they do have the Texas conundrum. Like, right. what if they both went out and the, uh, not enough teams lose in front of them? They do have that conundrum. But I do think it's positioned to where if undefeated Georgia plays one loss Alabama, we're going to see the exact same thing that we saw, what was it, two years ago, where if Alabama wins the game, both teams will get in. And then everyone, like, it'll be both a nice. Both teams will get in even if. Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State and Florida State is undefeated. Then the uh, those will be the other two teams. And I Oregon, think so. Let's say an Oregon runs the table the rest of the way. I th- I think Alabama is going to get the nod. In terms of because I think what they also established last night is not if Washington runs the table. Now if Washington runs the if table. If Washington then, runs the table, Michigan runs the table, Florida State runs the table. They're all they're all getting in, and then. Then it becomes and then does it's Georgia, get Georgia or Alabama. Who goes? I think, I think at it's that then point, Alabama. I think it'll be Georgia Tigers out, left out. But are they really going to leave the twice defending champion? I don't know. Like I think you're right. I suspect they're going to do. The, I would love that. I that suspect, would be magnificent. But I don't. I don't think there's any chance that Washington's going to. I don't. Very little chance that Washington, Florida State, whatever, they're going to run the table. There might be a very well. Might probably will be an undefeated. Uh, Big Ten champion, but the other two, I don't necessarily think that's true. Did you have? Uh, I was surprised that Air Force um, headed Tulane uh, by one slot, but all, I, all Tulane has to do now is run the table, and they're the. I also think this was a good sign for whoever wins the American, because to me, what they established was Air Force is undefeated, but we still don't think the Mountain West is right. is, is as good. Yeah, no, good sign for the American, generally speaking. Yes. Yes, exactly. Certainly a good sign for Tulane. The top of the American. Good sign for the American, uh, uh, generally. Uh, there was uh, some other college football news. They ath- Athletic did this deal where they asked 50 coaches uh, a couple of questions about Jim Harbaugh. Mm. One was, did he, quote-unquote, cross a line? 94% of the coaches said yes. Two is, on a scale of one to five how serious it is with five being the most serious. Okay. 78% said four or five. That surprise you? Uh, not, not because it's a not, it, it did not surprise me because it is an anonymous survey. Harbaugh's very unliked amongst other coaches. Right. And so I think anytime he gets, anytime they get a chance to like, to pile him. on, they will. And but if you've uh, noticed publicly, 
like sign stealing is something that happens. I do think. Well, that's the, why that is why I wondered about the 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 fact. Would they all say it's that serious? They're all basically. Of course, there's sign stealing, and then there's this level of sign stealing, correct. sending, sending, or an assistant popping up on the sidelines of a Central Michigan correct. game dressed as a Central Michigan coach to spy on Michigan State. That's wild. If it's true, I still would like to know. Just wild. Does Central Michigan? I mean, I guess because McElwain did spend a year with Harbaugh. But it was still bizarre to me to see why would Central Michigan partake? I, I don't know why Central Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, because he's in Central Michigan gear, and listen, I've been on sidelines when there are unwanted you don't people. Think he just got the gear from the local costume store no. and snuck in. No, if because he was, he was there, standing by the coordinator. He was certainly standing by the. When coordinator. you have someone on a sideline that's not wanted, they get them off the sideline. Right. Um, and then more than half the coaches um, who were asked. The question was, does Harbaugh have plausible deniability? More than half the coaches said he does not have plausible deniability. Uh, And so there you go. I did think um, they asked about it last night, and I think that answer was totally appropriate. Do they take any of that sign-stealing stuff into account in ranking Michigan where they ranked them three? And the answer is no. If they're eligible, of course not. If they're eligible to play, they will be ranked according to what they do on the field. If they are not eligible, then they won't be ranked. If the moment time comes when they're not eligible, but what do you do? Supposed to subtract sign stealing points from them? Put them in a lower tier, Jeffrey? What are you what are you supposed to do with that? On, I'm I'm with you. Like on in on the other end of the spectrum, it's the same reason why I think James Madison would have been ranked, but because they are not eligible for the postseason, they're not ranked. Right. Yeah. So, um, so there you go. All right, we're gonna uh, today. We've got uh, we got John Martin coming up next. The jubilant John Martin, I can only assume. Uh, we've got Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock, and then Sam Hardiman is going to talk to us uh, at ten thirty about his exclusive over at the Daily Memphian about some financing issues over at Liberty Park. So that is the lineup. I will tell you if you are thinking about selling your house, you should call Josh Heisaw. Uh, the Josh Heisaw team at Keller Williams Realty. In case I haven't spelled it out for you, that's H-I-S-A-W, Heisaw. And uh, the phone number is 901-461-8147, And there's all kinds of reasons why you should call Josh. Call him because he has uh, nearly five, 300 five-star Google reviews. Call him because he offers flexible fees, no upfront costs, because he'll let you out of your contract at any time, risk-free. But call him because he will sell your home for 100% of your list price or will pay you the difference or step in and buy it for cash. And that is not something you will hear from many realtors. Once again, it is Josh Heisaw, phone number 901-461-8147, joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Back in a moment with the aforementioned John Martin. It's the Jeff Calkins Show on a Wednesday, 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Trista Crick with BetQL. The Pac-12 continues to be the best conference in America as it enters the final weeks of existence. This weekend, number five Washington and Heisman candidate Michael Penix Jr. visit USC and their Heisman winner Caleb Williams. Washington is a three and a half point favorite because USC's defense has been so bad. I love the Huskies in the spot. Look for the Huskies to cover. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on their team total over. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. 
For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, you can start the NFL week off right this Thursday. No sweat, same game parlay over at FanDuel. That's right. What that means is you place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game. It's the Titans and the Steelers. The Will Levis era continues, uh, and you get bonus bets back if you don't win. If you win, that's great. If you don't win, you get bonus bets back. Three-leg same-game parlay. It can be yours that you put together, or you can uh, choose one of the popular same-game parlays, parlays that's pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. All you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash Calkins. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. C-A-L-K-I-N-S. So you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same game. Probably on America's number one sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and present Tennessee. Refund issued is non-metrable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com slash joy. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. It's your chance to score big this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is really the perfect time to do it. You're going to love the app. Why? It's easy to use. And so many betting options, over-unders, player props, spreads, whatever you like. 
Just visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller and get in on all the NFL action. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-E-R. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With Black Friday savings all month long at the Home Depot, you get all the jingle bells and whistles you could wish for with LG Appliances. With America's most reliable line of appliances per independent consumer study, you can take holiday doing to holiday done and always be ready to handle last-minute holiday guests. Save up to $900 on select laundry sets with Black Friday savings, including top brands like LG at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This week at Target, you'll find different early Black Friday deals. Get fun deals on the latest tech, toys, and video games. Plus smart deals on small appliances, floor care, and so much more. At Target, you'll discover different early Black Friday deals each week. And get what you need for the holidays fast with free drive-up or score free shipping when you spend $35 or use your red card at Target.com. Get low prices and early Black Friday deals only at Target. Exclusions apply. Love like this before. Football and basketball seasons are in full gear, and BetQL is ready to help you win more consistently this year. BetQL is an absolute game changer if you're looking to find trends to help you win. Make smarter bets on spreads, totals, player props, and more. BetQL has already helped over 300,000 people with powerful analytics and community insights. Don't fumble the ball at the goal line or airball any free throws this season. 
Visit BetQL.com for their free daily analysis today. That's BetQL.com. Here we go. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? I'm trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. Live. Take him away. FedEx Forum, November 16th. All right, let's lose that. I hate it. Get tickets now with LiveNation.com. Today, warmer with plenty of sunshine, high of 60. Weather brought to you by Total Wine & More. With so many bottles to choose from, it's easy to find your favorite and new ones. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. She nursed him there. Well, if you want to celebrate the... Uh, the regime change in Las Vegas, like I'm sure our next guest does, uh, you could go to Bounty on Broad. Nothing like a couple of martinis for 50 cents. Uh, that's between 5 and 6 tonight. Cold day out there. Warm yourself up. Uh, between 5 and 6 on Wednesdays. On Wind Down Wednesdays at, at Bounty, uh, they have 25-cent martinis. So head on in and get yourself a martini or half-price bottle of wine, half-price glass of wine. That's all night. Uh, over at Bounty. But honestly, you don't need that kind of deal to go. You need to go because it's a beautiful restaurant and the food is absolutely spectacular. If I was to assemble a list of the five best things to eat in Memphis, I would put the pork belly confit absolutely on that list. Fantastic. I'd be tempted to put the fried oysters, lamb shank, gouda grits. Oh, that was good. Best vegetable, that's a separate category. Definitely put the Brussels. Uh, it's Bounty on Broad, 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. All right, so John Martin joins us now. John, evidently, you were still awake when the news broke that the Raiders have cleaned house. Take me through that moment. Where were you? I was in my office like I usually am. Uh, Where do you, do you sit on a couch, a chair? What are you sitting um, on? I'm usually at the, at the computer or on the couch watching, uh, or I'm standing up. I mean, I could do it. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So you're there. And what, what, what happened? I, I saw the tweet and I was like, I, I Schefter? Was, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw like, well, I was like the, um, it's like a repost of the Vegas Raider statement. I had to like make sure that, you know, I wasn't, you know, delusional. <laughs> I had to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that I was not uh, like, it wasn't like a fake account or something right. like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause like at midnight, what? And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was like, I mean, you know, look, my family was asleep, so I couldn't so like. So you weren't making noise. You didn't, nah, did nah, you nah. not make any, no audible? No, nah, it was like. A, yes! It was like a, it was like a, a I, I did. A I fist did, pump? I did like, you know, slice my fist through the air and I started like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Like, I, you know, like it was like, it was the most, uh, <laughs> genuinely happy I felt, you know, about this franchise in at least two years. So, um, that's sad, but it, it's true. And look, we're gonna mess up the next hire, but at, at least we're done with this one. I hated this one from the beginning, from the very start. 
You never liked it. Never liked it. Never liked the idea of bringing in Dave Ziegler from the Patriots. Never liked the idea of bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers. Never liked the idea of bringing in uh, Hoy- uh, Hoyer from the Patriots. You know, I just I hated everything the Raiders were trying to do or, or trying to be. They thought they could sort of borrow or bite somebody else's culture uh, in New England. If we turns just- out, and it turns out that culture seems to be have been pretty specific to Tom Brady. Yeah, very. And we even brought in Tom Brady as an owner, but. Uh, but yeah, he's not playing quarterback right. for us, and I think that's what the, everybody is sort of finding out is uh, you know there were some uh, things going on at the margins, but it mostly revolved around number twelve under center, uh, and and if you don't have him, then you're not going to be able to duplicate that uh, you know that regime. And so for me, it was like, why are we going to sit here and be embarrassing trying to pretend to be somebody else? Why don't we just try at least try to be our own embarrassing selves? You know, so do you have an do you have someone in mind now? Not really. I mean, because the NFL is like weird. Uh, you know, right. it's 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 like they like who uh, who the hell would have ever said Mike McDaniel? You know, who would have, who would have said that Kyle Shanahan? Right. I mean, I you know, I guess that Kyle Shanahan had the year with the with the Falcons there as the OC. So I don't really know. Um, you know, the Detroit OC Ben Johnson is a is a hot name. Ben Johnson is a hot name. I, I don't know if that's the way we'll go, but um, our, our well, the other good the other good news is is that. You would think now they're very clearly going to rebuild, start on a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the piece over at ESPN that the fundamental original sin when Josh McDaniel took over was he thought this team is a oh, they were just in the playoffs. We're gonna right. we're gonna go build. We're gonna we're gonna make a couple of big free agent signings. We're gonna make a big trip. You know, we're gonna get Chandler Jones and we're gonna get Devonte Adams and we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. And now it feels like it'll be a much more patient rebuild, don't you think? Don't you yeah. think that oh, has to be? Well, yeah. Well, and we'll see. I mean, you know, Mark Davis is not. I mean, Mark Davis fired the dude on a Tuesday in the middle of the week. <laughs> you know, uh, with four years left on his deal. I don't know if patience is his mo. Um, but yes, look, Jimmy Garoppolo's done. He's not playing a game ever again for the Raiders. Um, you need a quarterback, obviously. So, right, so they drafted one in Aiden O'Connell. Where are they picking now? How many other? How many teams are picking ahead of them? Well, they're not going to. They get, got three wins. They're not going to be the number one pick. No, but can they be a top five pick? I think that's is definitely that, true. Is that yes. conceivable? That's cer- certainly fair. Certainly possible. Yeah, because you're not going to out tank the Raiders. No, no, uh, the, the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. No, you're not going to catch the Cardinals. But, but could, could you? You got the Commanders there with three. You got uh, the Patriots there with uh, three. I think you just you got some important losing ahead of you to do. I mean, oh, and, you, well, you, that's why we're going to put the rookie quarterback in. You know, right. although I do honestly believe that Jimmy gives us the best chance to lose. <laughs> uh, I want to punch anybody that ever told me he was going to be good in the face. Like uh, I, had, I, had, I, had, I don't mean that. Uh, but I, so but I had a lot of people who, who uh, you know who thought that he would be good. Here's the thing: you got you've he's got, the he's the worst. So the, here's the problem: you got Arizona and Carolina with one win, okay, and then. You've got it's this is gonna be a problem. And then you've got um New England, mm. the Giants, Jeffrey's Giants, Green Bay, and Chicago with two wins. Now you play the Giants this weekend. This is a big game to lose. And Dale Jones is back. Do you want to win this game or lose this game, Jeffrey? Lose. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. Game? I don't. I don't think that's going to happen for you. Jeffrey. You want to lose this game too? Yeah, that sounds like a challenge. I don't think it's going to happen. It could be a tie. Uh, you guys are trying harder than we right, are. So I was. T- I was reflecting on earlier. This is weird thing as a fan. There is this moment of joy that comes when a t- when someone you hate as coach is 
fired or general manager or athletic director or whatever else. So I was reflecting on Grizzly hirings and firings, Tiger basketball hirings and firings, and Tiger football hirings and firings. Mm -hmm. And there's been some that have really been controversial, bittersweet, made mm-hmm. people mad or sad or whatever, was certainly starting with Larry Finch, right? That was the one that, like, people were sad about that and they were bitter about that. And there was, like, so there are firings that really cause great angst. Sure. I think it's pretty clear that the most celebrated firing in Memphis since I've been here in 96 was Tubby. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Larry Porter was worse. Larry Porter was worse. Larry but Porter I, was worse. Mark Averoni was worse. There wasn't like, with, with Tubby, there was a real urgency, you know. There was a real urgency, and it was obvious who they were going to hire. That's, and was, the, that's the thing. It yeah. wasn't just firing Tubby. Yeah. It was firing Tubby to get Penny. Right, exactly. Um, and so it was, there was total jubilation, whereas right now, you're in right. a little, you when right now, now. I will say, when Josh left. I was going to say, right now, you were in the position that they were in the you as a Raiders fan are in the position that Tigers fans were in when Josh left. Yep, you're in that interim. Yep, and you're hoping for the best. Sure. What if Tubby Smith comes rolling down the line for you? It, it was still the right decision. It was the right decision. It, so that's that, that was the right decision. Hiring Tubby. Ma- well, making one right decision does not guarantee that you're going to make another one. You no, know? I mean that's so. I, I so these are very separate. These are very yeah. separate things. My my joy today is in because when Mark Davis assumed ownership of this of this organization, um, I never really felt like until last night he cared much about continuing his dad's legacy. I just never believed that. I thought like he felt like maybe he had to do it, and right. you know he didn't really care if it won or not. And he was uh, everybody said he was cash poor and all these things, and um, that was. That was the most Al Davis thing you could have possibly done last night at on Halloween, <laughs> on, Halloween. On, on Tuesday on a short week, okay? Boom. After he's basically told everybody involved they're going to get the rest of the year, he changes his mind and says, "Nah, never mind. You're fired." <laughs> I love that. I love that. That that is what makes me happy. It's not wins. Yeah. It's not competing for championships. It's stuff like that. We 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 people um were people jubilant when Josh left? Oh yeah, it was short lived though, because of the the the. Why, well, Jeff, when you say the search was bungled, who who was? I, 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 I think reflect two, back on that search. Who were the candidates? So I think Tom like? Bowen was running a search, and then I think there was another search. There was a separate search going on, and uh, yeah, um, maybe they, they could have had like Steve Forbes or something, but they weren't going to hire Steve Forbes back then. I know Andy Kennedy thought he had the job. <sighs> anyway, um, all right, moving on, uh, uh, John. I was listening to your program. I'm an avid listener to your program, as you know. Mm-hmm. I text you during the program, um, and I was a little surprised because I know our Memphis Grizzlies are struggling. Not only are they struggling, if you call up the standings right now, you begin at the top in the West. And then your eyes start to work their way down. The team that you will get to absolutely last is the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm not taking pleasure in it. I'm I'm a little appalled by it. Right? I mean, it's a little sad and it's a little appalling. Mm-hmm. 
They're 0-4, and of course, we know they're not the only winless team because Houston also winless. But Houston is not 0-4. The Grizzlies are the only 0-4 team in the league. Yes. So, I've been having this ongoing thing with Jeffrey where I've been offering him the record of 11-14 and 14 for when Ja returns. And I offered to him last week, and he turned it down. I thought that was silly. In a spirit of total generosity, I offered to him again Monday morning. At that point, they would have needed to be 500 the rest of the way th- through those 25 games. They would have had to be an 11-11 uh, in order to, 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 to get to 11-14. and 14. Mm-hmm. He turned it down. I offered it to him yesterday. At which point they would have had to go on twelve and eleven, be a better than a five hundred team uh, to get to eleven fourteen. He turned it down. I think that's misguided. Mm-hmm. But when I was listening to your show, you set the over under for wins between now and when Ja returns at a staggering nine and a half. It was actually eight and a half. At a, oh, even more eight staggering, and half, yeah. eight and a half. Yes. I think that's a fair. I mean, you just sort of go through, you know, the games that you believe they'll be favored or underdogs. And obviously, that you can lose as a favorite, you can win as a dog. But if you just sort of split the middle, they there, are underdogs tonight, right? I mean, I think what what where you get into problems with sort of talk about is that first, did, have you gone through and looked and basically is yeah, that I mean, I, where you, you can just sort of project, are, right? You can just sort of project. No, no, no. But you can project. Yeah. Whether they, will they be favored against Portland both games? Uh, probably. Probably yeah, it'll be so. it'll be so short. I mean, it'll That's be fine. you know. Pick but if we if basically one. you went yeah. through and said, will they be yeah. favored? Yeah. They would that's that's two I think games they get you about eight. I think yeah, like the rest of the way, right? Uh so eight and, and fourteen is what is what I would guess. Because you have you know Clippers on the road, Lakers on the road, Mavs a couple times, like you know, you have some some tough ones in there. I just think what I think people need to for, sort of men in black, you know, forget everything you think you know, <laughs> right, about these grizzlies. These are not those grizzlies. These are not the same Grizzlies that were, were capable of, you know, going on the road in, in tough situations and, and coming out with wins despite being down personnel. Old teams might have done that. This is not that one. This is a team that relies, unfortunately, via, you know, injury and bad decision-making and suspension on, as we've said a million times, young players who are not good enough uh, for the roles that they have. And so when that happens, you know, and, and you're going up against teams at their place, it's hard to win when you're good on the road. It's much harder to win when you're not. Okay, and so that's why I just I don't believe that you know this is a team that can go ten and fifteen. You know, uh, you don't what think they have. it's a team that can go ten and not 15. with what they have. No, no I mean, well, I mean, no. Let's let's stipulate that that Santi's going to be back, and we'll stipulate that Luca's going to be back. Uh, yeah. No. Well, I, I wish Luca was on the team. Luca's going to be back. Okay. I yeah. Luke. Oh, Luke. I, thought, I thought you said no. Luca is going to. No, yeah. oh, I wish we had if we had Luca. Then and I think Luke, that would be different. Luke. Um, Luke and Santi. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that then pushes these bad players out of the yeah, rotation for sure. And that's how I think you get to like nine and sixteen. You know. I mean, that's still. You think with this group, with this group, if reinforcements reinforcements weren't coming, they could. That's the thing. One of the reasons Jeffrey hasn't taken didn't take my except my generous offer of 11 and 14 was correct me if I'm wrong Jeffrey he's like what's the floor anyway nine and whatever and yes, so that's, that's my and point. so why would I lock in 11 wins when the worst is going to be nine wins and who knows maybe they get 12 maybe they get 13 I think the floor is a little lower than that's nine. my but I was going to ask yeah. is what is really the most catastrophic after 25 games what's the lowest you can imagine them being I would say seven and 18. 
think I, that's, I, I think that is the that is the floor. I don't think nine and sixteen is the floor. I think I mean I think we're talking about two wins here, but I think the the floor is truly, you know. And then with, you have to like hope that nothing happens to uh, you know Marcus Smart. You know, you have to hope that nothing happens to. I mean, yeah, well, yes, of course. I'm if just saying though, devastating injury. Well, even if you have, even, or, and that, he doesn't have to be devastating. Right. I mean, it could just be one of those like quintessential Grizz right. injuries where you just Growing go to the Bermuda Triangle for two for weeks, five for five games. Yeah. The um. Well, not unlike Santi has done. I swear to God, I thought he was day to day. Jeffrey wasn't he day to day? Right. He was. He was day to day. Right. Seems more like it maybe should and have like, been week to week. I understand. You know, I understand Luke's coming back, but he hasn't shot the ball well, and it's like, you no, know, he hasn't. It's like, is he really going to like? Does he come back as Luke? Or has he come back? As I don't like, even know what Luke is, gonna, is anymore. Like, is I, feel like, I, 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 I feel Jake like I haven't seen Luke Kennard play well since April. You know what I feel like? I was thinking about this the other day when I was watching the Grizzlies on the TV, and I was thinking about how much I enjoy that broadcast. It's been a long time since Hammer Nail Coffin, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since streamers fell. Yes. It's been a long time since we played. Now, I notice you still play highlights on your show, but it's been a long time since we've played highlights. Oh, we do that after wins, well, don't yeah, we? Well, yeah, you only do Jeffrey, it after do, wins. We play we after still, L's. We, do we, we still do that after wins, Jeffrey, theoretically? Yes. We still play the highlights? We, we, celebrate, we celebrate effort. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I, I, look, and I think 9-16, and 16, by the way, like, it's fine. Like uh, it's bad, but it's fine based on you're you're making a you know a pretty huge move in December. How many? You mean you're adding a you're adding a, a, a top, top five point guard in the you know, a top twenty yeah. player in the in the world. And, and as we said yesterday on the show, and I and I and I do think it's true. It's 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 a narrative that sort of gets lost and escapes. But you know, we sit here and we argue about these bad players, and we sit here and we talk about how how you know man you know X Y and Z can't play, and this is all Jaw's fault. I know. It's funny. We got a call literally after the first game. We opened up the phones, and someone called, and they said, watching this game, you know what struck me? How mad I am at Ja. Yeah. Like, he left us like this. It, and, it, and I was listening to your show yeah. yesterday. It, like, comes in waves. Like, you're like, right. this did not have to be. No, not at all. I mean, I think the Grizzlies would be two and two at worst right now if they had Ja. I think they beat the Pelicans. Um, and then they, I think they actually beat the Nuggets based on the way that game went. I mean, they would have had enough offense there. I mean, that was a four-point game. It, the Grizzlies were leading in the fourth quarter with Derek freaking Rose going off, you know. Um, so I think they're they're two and two at worst. Um, and it, you're just, you know, it's just okay, an entirely so blame, different vibe. You to the, the, we, sure, we, we I like yeah. blaming people, so we blame well, Job. I mean, Job bears the most responsibility okay. for this. Then how much is whiffs by the front office? Obviously, I like this front office. It's yeah, a good front office. They've done more good things than bad things. Yep. But there's been a lot of talent that's walked out that door, and there hasn't been a lot that's walked yeah, in the door. I think the Zaire trade has, you know, pretty bad uh, when you sort of consider if you figure in the pick that they then made. Yeah, you figure, and, well, I mean, you 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 include Stevens' injury as part of the. Yeah, I mean, I think how do you that's you can't well, hold well, Stevens' well, injury against him. Well, okay, oh, we're gonna, we're not going to we're going to like that trade because no, after I mean, one great season, I just have to evaluate what Stevens going to break his foot. What did it and yield? Whatever, what what the knee? What blood is knee? What did it yield? Posterior cruciate. You know, it didn't yield anything really. It yielded Stephen Adams, who was great until he right. blew his posterior. But it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be about Stephen Adams. It they, was, they thought he was a better fit. They, you got to give him credit for well, recognizing yeah, but, that Stephen but, Adams but, was. But it was really a swing on Zaire. I don't hate that one. Let's be honest. The one that the one that I mean, they the could have drafted a lot tough, of players that were better. The one than, that's tough is the next year. 
Yeah, they had right? a bad, they had a bad draft in twenty two. They just did. I mean, it was uh, none of these guys will be on the roster. You know, I, I know you talked about DeAndre last week. I've never. I don't, who's that? DeAndre Williams. Uh-oh. And then, like, I've seen other people. Like, uh, Munz wrote a piece. Like, how, do they still need DeAndre? Mm-hmm. Do we still think he could? They, they're still like we have not gotten the final verdict, right? Yeah, you know, I would say, I would say, I think the the Tigers could use DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It feels feels like there's been a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, I mean, look, um, what what do I want to say? What do I want to say? We've said enough. uh, Well, I I would just say, you know, I feel feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about him being a a Tiger uh, again for for this year. Um, I mean, I, you know, again, there's some (sighs) things that I I, I need to follow up on Uh that, uh, that were maybe supposed to happen but have not. So maybe we need to follow up and see, you know, this stuff's all freaking, 